The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, mean advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Boy, the excitement is palpable. It's Sunday morning. We're just two and a half hours from learning the identity of the new Doctor Who. And Do you know what this is? I know how to equate this for people who don't watch Doctor Who. This is like nerd draft. Um, yeah. But it's not really anything like what you just said it it's like nerd primaries it's like here's the thing though the one thing i wanted to say is that i like my chances yeah oh i I have i mean have you been what where what step are you currently in in the casting process justin well i'm telling anyone who listened that i like my chances and those that's how rumors get started and you know what confidence is such is so key in this game (laughs) so key and you took out a full page uh ad in the um in that one British newspaper that just said That's for your for your consideration and then for your consideration you wearing just a very long do- scarf it just said doctor me mm-hmm. <laughs> question mark doctor who me maybe it's up to you do it britain <laughs> how, how about a Br- i had an unconventional thing where like you know how like i wore the scarf that tom baker wore mm-hmm. and i had like the coat that david tennant wore mm-hmm. and then I also had the coat that all the doctors have worn, and I wore them all on top. And, of and you were wearing a you were wearing a fez. Like you sat down with the writers, and you're like, "Guys, cast me. I have a great idea. I'm like the mashup guy, where like <laughs> I traveled it. through time and I got all my garments. So I'm really all the doctors in one. And the, if you take away all my coats, then I'm just inside. I'm just a ghost. Not real. Not a real doctor. Uh, who who would you guys like to see as the new? Who's your ideal Doctor Who? Oof, God, ah, it's mm. so tough. Um, what's David Tennant doing? <laughs> so he's he's otherwise occupied. I think it'll so be not- a ball. It'll be a real baller move for them to just be like, he is uh, the thirteenth Doctor. And like, what? What, what if it? What it just looked like him? It was <laughs> David Tennant, but he always talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean I look like Come the other one? Come on, Z. Um, <laughs> for me, it's a toss-up between... Because, like, I, it seems to oscillate between, like, sort of the austere doctor and the, like, playful, fun doctor. So, for me, it's really between Jeff Goldblum or Zachary Ty Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see ZTB get back in the mix. It can go... Because, like, his would be, like, a fresh, fun... Like, when people... When they cast Matt Smith, they were like, this is going to be a fresh, fun doctor. And they were right. He was fresh and fun. Um... But if they want to go a different route, something a little more, a more um, something a little more dignified, something with more pauses in his in his speech, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. go with the bloom. Right. You ride the bloom. But if you want to keep it even fun, so you're saying if they need a 180 from Matt Smith to someone who's even more fun and mm-hmm. even more fresh, you you turn to Zachary Ty. You turn to Zachary Ty Bryant because really, it's his fucking time to shine. What if you got an actor who already had experience as a doctor, and you got mm-hmm. George Clooney? Uh, he was great as Batman. He was great as Batman. Batman and Doctor are basically the same person. You ever notice that you don't see uh, the Doctor and Batman in the same room at the same time? Uh, yeah. Not in my fan fiction. Uh, I... <laughs> L-O-T! Geronimo! <laughs> <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's the guy that people are floating right now? The real guy? Uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter, Mc- the, Peter McNichol. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Nickel. From the hit show Ally McBeal and uh, Slave to Vigo. Um, they haven't. They haven't had a doctor with a with a forehead that's really like a seven or eight head. You know what I mean? Yeah. They haven't put slap of a dignified forehead on that doctor. 
And then hey, go on uh, some space time we've, adventures. We've given enough advice to the people at BBC. We should help some actual people. This is still an advice program, after all. I mean, if we're crying out loud. Although, side note, if you want a three-headed doctor, we we will all play it together. Oh like in a Greek chorus. How about that art? Put it on our Facebook, and we'll right. send you a dollar. Can we put the dancing baby as the doctor from Alan? Ooh, I love that guy. Ooga Chaga, right, you guys? Right. Where is he? Where has he been? Put that He's now a dancing middle-aged man. Oh, that's... <laughs> he would thwart anybody. Like, what are you going to do to a baby <laughs> in a long scarf and 11 coats that's just dancing? Mm-hmm. Do you want a jelly baby? How about a dancy baby? How, can, what about Johnny Depp? Because he's got, like... He's got a pretty distinct style. You know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. already got all the scarves. He's already hey, got... He, he guys, wears thank mini you coats. so much for having me, considering me. I really appreciate the role. Would like it to be more of, like, a... Like a racist caricature. <laughs> what can we? I was thinking, what if the doctor was like, "Yo, man, yo"? What do you think? How would that go? What if he said, "Ah, so get in my tardies like that"? Okay. What do you think? I think it would be really it's a about, fresh take. It's about time for these for these races to be represented in our let's, culture. Let's tear and down these walls. I really think that I. Am the the vehicle. I'm the crucible through which these races will be presented. I think I could play Samoan. Am I right, you guys? <laughs> Just a big fat doctor. Think about it. Big fat Samoan doctor. That's think racist. about it. That you think all Samoans are overweight. I don't think that, but that's what Johnny Depp thinks. He's a racist oh, in this. Because Doctor Who's a racist, so it's a great fit. Mm-hmm. Remember that little bit? Remember that oh, little gag classic. we used to do about Doctor Who being a giant racist. Oh man, classic! Dig it we out. Already the did, we already did one clip show. We can't keep fucking reviving the past. And no, we haven't done on. like a, a flashback clip show though, where it's like, oh hey, shit, hey, you that's guys right. that time. Did uh, what did everybody think of the clip show? I, I didn't see the reaction. Nobody, nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. All right, well, good, yeah. good to know. Let's do a new one then. Recently, my teenage sister has begun to claim that she is gluten sensitive. She says she gets diarrhea whenever consuming these products. This has resulted in a lot of inconvenience as we now have to screen every restaurant's gluten-free options to see if we can eat there or not. She's the only one in our family with any food allergy. However, she will often eat donuts, breads, and other snack foods, or even whole dinners which do contain glutens with apparently few side effects. And when we remind her of this, she says she doesn't care because she wants it. Mm. Am I right in calling her out in these situations, or should I just keep quiet and let her deal with her own side effects, if any? That's from Gluten Trouble in Green, Texas. Ooh, that's a tough one. No, it's not. Fuck that noise. When she starts eating too many donuts, you stand up, you point at her, and yell, You're a gluten! Well, no, you say... I had had four fucking peanuts for dinner last night because Mm -hmm. we went to a nice restaurant that that catered to your your delicate constitution. And now you're over here slamming super donuts? That doesn't seem fair. Am I misreading the question? No, no you're absolutely correct. Happening. I, I think, okay, let me first and foremost state that there are people in this world that are gluten sensitive and have gluten allergies, and this is a real thing. That said, I think <laughs> that this is one of those things that, especially younger people, and it's going to become like a fad thing where people go, yeah, I'm also gluten sensitive because I put on weight when I eat a lot of bread, or, you know, I get a tummy ache when I eat too many donuts. And it's just people trying to be cool and have something special about them that they're not, unless they really do. At which point, unless they I really feel for do. you, that shit's that shit's no joke. Yeah, you get when you get that. What is it? Fucking the bone. You get like Cialis. That's not what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's is Cialis boner pills. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's what you get. I don't think that's what you get if you do, if you eat too much, like bread and pasta. No, I I'll, think that that's. Although that's I've gone to it. the I've gone to the spaghetti factory before and have food that was so good that it chubbed chubbed me. <laughs> I think that I think that she can have it one of two ways. Either she can stick to her fake gluten story, uh, or you can start flipping this on her and when she complains about going to a restaurant that doesn't have good gluten free options, you say, Well I want it. Yeah. I yeah, thought that like because I if thought she, that went in this family. If she has Cialis, then like she wouldn't be eating donuts and be like, oh, I'm so bad. Special treat for me. She'd be like, ah, oh, my bones don't work. Yeah, Ah, <laughs> oh, my I, bones. I would say it's, in all probability, it's it's an attention-getting thing where she's like, well, we need to go to the restaurant I want to go to because of my gluten sensitivity. Maybe she just it's, loves steak. She just fucking loves it. And she'll only go to a place yeah. that have that. Listen, guys, I'm sorry. We're going to have to go to Sizzler again. I don't want to go to Breadborn. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't. Sizzler I don't has think, wonderful gluten-free options, by the way. I don't think is gluten sensitive the right term because this makes her sound like some sort of uh, some sort of psychic, some sort of es- esper. <laughs> I feel the gluten's shh, pain. Shh, there's, there's some sourdough nearby. <laughs> Wait, do you hear that? I can feel it in my Cialis bones. Put put both your hands behind your back. Put a scone in one of them. Okay. It's left. <laughs> this fall from NBC. <laughs> <gasps> There's bread nearby. Get out of here. Bread, bread hunter. Seven Eastern, six Central, Cialis sisters. <laughs> Friday nights at 11.20. Jeff Goldblum is the gluten hunter. A 10-minute PSA disguised as a television show produced by Jeff Goldblum. Just like you used to watch in high school about basically any topic. Um, I don't think that anybody's gluten insensitive. Whoa. But if Wait, that not- was a real thing, I'd know. Of course people are. But I wish I was. That's What's it? that's what I wanted to say. Is it basically carbs? Is that what gluten is? Gluten's only in bread and shit. So here's the thing about it, though. This is where they trick You think like, oh, that would be great because I could stop eating bread, maybe lose a few of these LBs. But then, mm. oops, twist, beer. Yeah. That's how, it's anything derived from wheat, I guess. So and beer gluten, is out. I think gluten... I have learned from watching Alton Brown that gluten is like the bonds that form with like wheat and and stuff and bread and stuff mm-hmm. with mm. the sugars. You turn to my brother, down. my brother, and me for one thing, and that's nutritional. That's right? how you get that fucking Cialis disease: is the gluten gets inside your bones, and it's like, oh, you want me to? Do you want me to stick these <laughs> bones together? And it's like, no gluten, <laughs> gluten. I want you to be digested, and I want you to turn into energy for my body that I can use to play sports. It's like, okay, okay, so I'll just stick them together. Let me just get your hip and your fibia, and pff, oops. I fucked up. Sorry. I'll do better next time. You won't, Putin. <laughs> hey, I, I made you have diarrhea. Sorry. <laughs> I hit a button or something. You <laughs> just I was this carrying in- this tray and I bumped it with my hip. That was my bad, you guys. I Let hope you just- liked that donut earlier because I'm I'm really taking you to Doogie's out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get absorbed in your colon and op. Uh, nope. My no, bad. I did it bad. Try- Sorry, guys. Tried our best. Ah, oh, gluten. Gluten, you're so dumb. Griffin, how about Yahoo? Yeah, I got some Yahoos. Thanks, everybody, for sending in Yahoos. I had two weeks worth to choose from, which is always very um, exciting. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Meredith Mahan. Thanks, Meredith. It's by Yahoo Answers User question mark. Um, by the way, did, uh, you guys know that when a, a Yahoo Answers username is question mark, that means they've been kicked off of the Yahoo Answers service, but their questions <laughs> remain? Somebody That's told me haunting. that. That seems crazy to me. Like, why wouldn't they delete the questions, too? Well, because yeah. the wisdom is is still permeating the system. Yeah, I like to think of this as like their their tombstone. They <laughs> 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 who answers uh, epitaph. Uh, Ever since I've done yoga, ladies started to really feel attracted around me, like a magnet. Yeah. Does yoga release a lot of pheromones or something? Because females keep star- star- starring at me and touch me as well. Also, come close. Uh-huh. Is that at the end? Like, I don't know if that's a direct command. There's one other thing. Um, it's that it, it opens your genital chakras. I mean, it's that. I mean, okay, all right. Let's. Uh, is there? We've we've already debunked gluten, right? That's Let, not real. Gluten doesn't exist. Gluten okay. doesn't exist unless it does. If you have Cialis, can we talk? Like, is there some shit to this? Like, can you get like? Travis, you've done, you strike me as the only person of the three of us that has ever actually done yoga. I mean, I, I did bullshit theater yoga. I've done some yoga in my time. I got a morning routine, helps me wake up. You do that sun salute? I do that sun salute to down face dog. Love it. Name, Love two, it. name two more. Upper ben, facing baby. Bendo. B- bendo um, is. Stork presses. <laughs> The windmill just, swing. The life of pie. Um, <laughs> Jedi dra- attack. Dragon it's, squeeze. You do that pomegranate slider. Mm-hmm. Wolf That's yips. Jamba juice. <laughs> Pinkberry. Jamba Jovi. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's just some of my yoga moves. I, uh, 
I I mean, if I, I played Street Fighter 2, if Yogan could teach you to spit fire at people. Sure. And shoot your leg why, across the battlefield. Shoot your leg across there. I don't see why. God, we are making couldn't. some gross racial misrepresentations. I didn't do it. Street Fighter and David Tennant did. Or, uh. j- sorry, Johnny <laughs> Depp. <laughs> nah, David Tennant's pretty racist, too. Yeah, probably. Slander, slander, slander. <laughs> I, I think there's probably some shit to this. I think if you... I think... I think, okay, meditation probably has some sort of, I mean, it definitely has some sort of psychological centering effect on you that, that I think makes your, your brain game a little healthier. I think we can all, I think we can all sort of just acknowledge that face value fact. That's why Buddhist monks laid on 24 seven. Yeah. Oh, um, I think, I think there's some shit to this. I don't know about like the, you know, third eye and shit like that, but. I think it probably does make you like more confident. Makes certainly makes you limberer. And God but he knows did it, it once. I just want to throw out in this question the question asker did yoga once. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he did. He phrased it as "I've done yoga," so that does <laughs> kind of make it sound like a last. He's last, completed yoga. He last, solved it. Last Saturday, there was a a free class at the JC. This is interesting because uh, we had a question from a yoga guy who. Uh, everyone he dated thought he would be like really spiritual and stuff, right? And 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 right, and we we had that guy all the time, and he's not because he's like just a dude that like watches Ninja Warrior at night and like eats Slim Jims and jerks off. Like he's just like every other dude in the, in in that those are the three things. But there's every other guy. There's yeah. something in his aura from doing yoga that is attracting people to him that they're led to that. I think maybe we just like anybody that'll take the time to stretch. Maybe that's it. Like if you you oh I'm like man. a man who doesn't pull his hammies. You like you took the time to really stretch and I didn't do that and I've never done that. So yeah. I am envious of you. Yeah. I respect you. I think there's probably some sort of I think there are these power centers inside of our body. Now stick with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm in no, I'm into it. Go on, Griff. Okay. There are power centers inside our body. Mm-hmm. From which we project our our auras, if that's what you want to call it, or Care Bear stairs, if you will. And when, yeah, if you want to think about it that way, and then when you align that shit, mm-hmm. like like the planets, then your shit gets like way more powerful, and people can read that shit and will want to fuck you. Think I actually about read it. about that in uh, Malcolm Gladwell's The Outliers. Mm-hmm. It he takes... said that exact paragraph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're just <laughs> craving. You know, um, is there? Let me hit you with this other thing that I have for you. This is another observation. A lot of times, when you're trying to get to the bottom of something like scientifically, you got to look at X factors. What are the what are the qualifying things that might also be causing a reaction? So you can separate causation. Uh, do you maybe have some really cool pants you wear mm. while yoga? Do they have like? Maybe a sweet dragon on them, or they say like, or an enumerated list of things that make you an attractive sexual partner. Yeah, like what if you like you put on the pants and up one leg it says like number one cool dick. Number two, I can have (laughs) sex for a super long time without stopping. Number three, I don't sweat very much. (laughs) Is is it possible that this person was just like perfectly balanced at unattractive and attractive? And then they did yoga, and it was just like the feather on the scale that just tipped it over into attractive. And but you're like saying that, that as, if, if, as if, like, every every member of the opposite sex mm-hmm. th- it thinks of, like, people doing yoga as, like, oh, that's, yeah, I want that. For no, me, that's- it goes even deeper, because unless he's advertising it, unless he's walking to the bar going, by the way, ladies, yoga guy right here, <laughs> then it's just that the ladies can sense it. Um, I think like, if oh. anyone ever did that thing that you just said, it would clear the clear the room. I think probably. Hey, yoga man. Hey, no big deal, guys. But yoga man right here. <laughs> hey, you ever been with a, a genuine yoga man? <laughs> the party can start right now, folks. I'm not selling you snake oil, although I will rub snake oil essentially on your body while we yoga together. Sexually. It's better than yogurt, man. That's, That's what I tried to get going for a while. That did not pan out. Sometimes um, I just walk in and say, good humor, man. And people are like, ooh. And I'm like, no, I, I just tell jokes. 
uh, Yahoo Answers user Maria said, responded and said, girls like when guys do yoga because there's lots of yoga moves that can be incorporated into sex and lead to a massive orgasm. Two things. <laughs> two, points of, two points of order, if I may. <laughs> Go on. I don't think... Are they talking about the massive orgasm for the partner or for the person doing the <laughs> yoga? Because I don't think any... I don't think that, quote... Massive orgasm, in quote, is something that the other person is ever looking for that person to have. Like, oh, man. <laughs> here, here comes a bucket. <laughs> Did you just see the dragon squirt? Jesus Christ. Um, <sighs> second. Oh, my God. Was that a Jamba Jovi? Relax for a That would be an unconventional pickup line. Like, hey, girl. Tonight, I would like to have a massive orgasm, and I would very much like your attendance to my <laughs> orgasm. I would like you to be there. I need a witness. I need a, I need a second. There I are some things I would like I to incorporate sp- into our lovemaking. I need a spotter for the massive <laughs> orgasm I'm going to have. Um, Just give me some orange juice afterwards and make sure I'm in the safe place. Some orange juice and graham cracker. It'll be very, very much like after giving blood. That is how drained I will be. Hey, listen, girl. If you see me start to shake around, you just put a wooden spoon in my mouth and just try to stay back. This is going to be a massive orgasm. I'll give you a list of my emergency contacts so if you need to call my parents or something. Um... Secondly, I don't think people actually look at people doing yoga and try and figure out how the geometry of the shape of their bodies in those positions would would align with a sexual... Like, when I see somebody with their, like, legs bent behind them and their elbows bent behind them and they are sticking their pelvis directly in the air forming a circle with their bodies, mm-hmm. I don't look at that and immediately think, like... That would Where can be, I put it? That would be cool to have sex with. I think, like, trying to have sex with that is, like, when you go to the beach and your beach towel, like, keeps crumpling up below beneath you and you try to, like, flatten it out so you can get a good sit going, but it's un- it's uncooperative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. Do you mean it's, like, going to, like, a pool and you can't figure out the chairs and how they collapse? It, the that's, exactly, that's exactly yeah. what... Thank you. That's a way, way, way better metaphor. Do you think that there are there is one yoga pose... Like, you could pair them off so that for every yoga pose, there's a corresponding pose, another one that would have perfect sex with them. Like a complimentary, like if a you comp- do downward facing dog and upward facing cat. Oh, look oh. out. Then you get outward facing <laughs> orgasm everywhere. Ah, oh, gross. Well, I'm going to have to move again. What if you're in a, <laughs> what if you're in a yoga class and your instructor said, now I've been working on this position for a while. It's going to be really cool. And then he like <laughs> he folds himself up and transforms into a car and drives away. He doesn't need to eat hot food. He just does it. He just... Just like that. That's the noise. Okay, I got another question. I'm a guy. Okay. Whenever I see... Sorry. I'm a guy. And whenever I see friends who I've not spoken to in a while, I don't have any good catching up questions. I feel like maybe this is a guy thing since girls seem to have long and excited conversations when they see someone for the first time in some time. But I just go straight back to normal conversation as if we hadn't had time away from each other. Is that normal? How do you guys catch up with friends? How have you been doing? Does it demand anything other than fine, thanks, in response? And any other questions I think of are too vague to generate anything worthwhile. I'm still in school. Which I'm guessing is pretty relevant. It's extremely, extremely, completely relevant. It is totally, so super, totally relevant. super Jermaine Jackson to this conversation. What I, the thing I remember most about going to school in Oklahoma is every time I would return home to West Virginia, there were two different classifications of people. There was one classification that were my actual real life friends that would be like, oh, hey. And then we would just hang out like I hadn't been gone for four months. And then there were people that without fail asked the question, so how's Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, to which my response was always hot very and flat. flat. Yeah. It's very windy. Thank you very much. I think that you, know, you, you bring up the, um, the role of gender in this. And yeah, I don't think it plays a part. No, I think I think it I think it does to an extent, but not to not in the way that you you think of it. I think that everybody reaches an age where they sort of circle back around and say, "Man, I have not kept 
in very good touch with my friends. I need to like make a more concerted effort to stay involved in their lives because it's uncomfortable when I do see them and like have no fucking idea like what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that women do reach that point a bit earlier than dudes do. Like I think like in most aspects of life, like women mature a bit faster in That's in that sense where they're can... like. I don't know, a few years before dudes, they have the realization of like, oh man, I need to I need to get on the phone more and like talk to my I, friends. This will surprise no one, uh, but I'm I'm just abysmal at this. I yeah. mean, just the absolute worst. Because here's my fear. I mean, and I think it's legitimate. My fear is that I will, I'll ask someone the question mm-hmm. of the thing that they absolutely don't want to talk of, like so how's your so girlfriend ha- oh we we broke up like yeah exactly real rough how's but your it, family dead that's <laughs> falcone my whole family's dead pray to me uh yes I, th- I think that the act of catching up is one that requires you to debase yourself on a level it is, it is, that's exactly what it is, Griffin. It is laying yourself at their altar and it saying, like, I am so sorry. This is my admission. I have no shit. I like, have no clue. I have no idea. I am a Please. fucking, it, it really does require you to say, like, I'm a fucking terrible friend because I didn't know that, like, you dumped this person two years ago, started dating someone else, you're married, and you have five kids. Like, well, I fucked up. That's but on here's me. But the, here's the other side of that coin, though. When that happens to me, like, if I say, like, so how's, uh, how's things, you know, how's what's her face or whatever and then they say oh we you know we broke up if they handle it well if they're like oh you know we broke up a while ago i'm actually seeing someone new she's great right and then it's like okay cool this is the type of person i want to catch up with again the next time i see them if they're like you dick we broke up and it's been real rough in my head i mark out their names on a giant list they say (laughs) next time no eye contact with yep gave it a shot but that one's done (laughs) you blew it the funny thing about this is, and I think it's time to be, if, if I'm being honest, I think when we're on the reverse side of the situation, there is a part of all of us that says, man, I hope they ask about that one thing, because I'm going to fucking drop the bomb on this floor. Please, please, please I'm going to win ask. this catching you're up. Saying that there's, you're saying there's an inherent joy associated with, like, <laughs> fucking shaming somebody? To be like dropping the bomb on them. Oh, I haven't been doing that for, like, four years. What the what? fuck? What are they you talking about? Disgrace. Um... Here's here's the thing though. I I think that like I get I get psyched after those conversations happen. Like after it's if it's somebody that like I'm I'm I genuinely like want to reconnect with them, I'm like you you have to get curious about what those people have been up to. Like you have to want to genuinely I mean, want to catch up and not be making small talk. Because after I do that, like after I catch up with an old friend, which like I've been doing a lot of, um, especially with like getting married. Like I've been sending out invitations to people mm-hmm. that I don't talk to other than like once a year, where we have a very superficial catch up time. Like I get fucking psyched to be. It's like it's like catching up on a TV show that everybody's talking about. It's it, like, oh, I, I like, I'm right there with you now, and now we can like talk on the reg, because I, I am up to date with the latest and greatest of your shit. The Griffin hit makes a great point, and it's sort of central to this. I think is that the secret to it is you have to be, if you're having a hard time coming up with a question for a person, you maybe need to reevaluate getting interested in in that person getting getting interested in people because like that's we've talked about it a lot and it's like an old dale carnegie thing but like that's how you make friends and keep them is you get you get interested in people but and if you can't I think may. of anything you're curious about then that that may be a sign that you maybe need to reevaluate like how your approach because you should be curious if you care about somebody even a little bit, then you should kind of be curious about what's going on. But I would say that I think that there is a certain amount of that. Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, it's going great. Like, there's a reason that everybody does that because, like, that's that's the agreed upon like exchange between two people that aren't actually close but haven't seen each other in a while, and it's it's letting go of the shame of being like, oh, I don't care about this person. They don't care about you. If you're going to dinner with like 13 old friends for an hour, like that's mm-hmm. not the that's not the venue to be like 
tell me everything that's happened to you. Like, we lost touch in college. Tell me everything that's happened yeah. to you. Like, you have to, like, you know, put in the time to, to call them and, like, just swallow. Because here, here's the thing. Like, they obviously haven't kept in touch with you either. So, like, if they're genuinely interested in what you've been up to, then there's no, there's no like, downside to swallowing your pride and admitting, like, I haven't kept up with your shit. Like, let's 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 reconnect now, and then we don't... Hopefully, if we do a better job of staying in touch, we never have to have this conversation ever again. Yeah, start walking with them before you just, like, start running. You know, ask the little questions first, and then yeah. you can get into, like, the big shit. And but, or, like, start, or start running. They'll never catch you. <laughs> they will not see it just coming. Just start running. I've got friends, you know, that I went to college with, and there are some people that I see, you know, randomly running into when I'm in, a, uh, you know, a different city. And it's like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? And then I have some, you know, my friend Trevor, I hadn't seen in like five years, and we just instantly dropped into a conversation like, you know, we were hung out the day before. You know, it's just knowing how to interact with different friends is kind of, it's a case-by-case basis, but just, you know, care. Be friends. Just, just care. That's all you have to do is care. Or, or hide better. There's yeah. a part of me, whenever I get in a conversation like that, it's kicking myself like, I should have gone... Should have gone behind the winter coats. They Why never did I leave the house? <laughs> they should have never. They would have never seen you there. Um, oh, that's a grim window in my psyche. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> I, I once ripped my little brother's foil Charizard Pokemon card in a fit of teenage rage. Whew. It has been twelve years, and my brother still has not forgiven me. <laughs> he said the card was worth fifty dollars, and I've provided him with money quite a few times over the years but he still brings up that Pokemon card every chance he gets. How can I get him to forgive me, or at least quit bringing it up? That's from Amber in Arizona. Oh, well, Amber. Well, let me ask you this. Like, Griffin, for example. How would you make it up to someone if, say, you reformatted a PlayStation memory card oh. and erased someone's Final Fantasy VII game when they were moments away from beating the game, and they'd put, like, 100 hours into it? How would you make that up to someone? <laughs> That's oddly specific. And say they, like, collected everyone's, like, final weapons and, and final limit breaks, um, and they were very, very close to beating the game, and you reformatted the card. How would you make that up to them? I think, I think <clears throat> setting them free from their Japanese role-playing game prison that their mind had been mm-hmm. in case, their, their, their teenage... Their, their vulnerable teenage mind had been imprisoned in instead of, like, going around and, like having sex with with women and like you know making friends and forging lifelong memories and friendships and like going to the football game and tailgating and like getting in trouble and like Mm -hmm. you know staying out after curfew and like doing all this shit from that jack and diane song Mm -hmm. i think that that's a fucking reward in and of itself so you're saying that the action itself uh was a (laughs) kindness i'm saying i'm saying you had a very serious addiction and I swooped in there like John Quinones. Maybe Shut an op- option is to tell your brother that you realized that that card was an idol to him, and thou shalt have no false idols above right. thy Lord God. So you were trying to save his immortal soul by destroying that card, which he worshipped. Yeah, that's that's precisely it. Man, the ending of that game is so fucking good, though. Um, I fucking hate you so much. I, you know what? Man, I would still be angry too. That card is so <laughs> rare. It's so like the the kids in my middle school who had that card. It was like a fucking status symbol. It had nothing to do with the value. Wore it on a chain around their necks. It, it had been gilded. It had nothing to do with the value of of the card. It had to do with like the triumph. Because because you say it's worth fifty dollars, but it's actually worth however much money he spent on Pokemon cards to get that card, mm-hmm. which was which was probably in the thousands. I think what you're going to have to do is name your firstborn child Charizard, Charizard. Foil. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then let your and then let your sister tear them in half. <laughs> That's the wisdom of Solomon right there, Justin. Here's okay, I can make this very easy for you. It is not a problem. Go to eBay. I just did it for you. Type Charizard card and it's $30, okay? Justin, you grab one for $30. Do you not understand the difference? You get it, you throw it in his face, and say, there, we're square. Well, and no. then tear it in front of him again. <laughs> say, <"Let's> do it <laughs> again. <laughs> this is my card. You can tear it in half now if you want. There's what? a Pokemon Charizard first edition base Justin. set, Shadowless card, graded PSA 8, near mint, hollow. You can get that for $750 on eBay right now. 
one thing I do want to say about this listing is that 15 people are wa- looking at it an hour, according to eBay, which is a great short story in and of itself. Got it. There's 15 people who are like, oh, oh, I'm going to get you. Oh. I'm sorely tempted. I fucking, Last minute bid. I fucking cashed out way too soon. I fucking got out of this mar- out of this trade craft way too early, like a decade too early. You know, but Griffin, for every dude who got out of Pokemon's too early, there's a dude who's just there's like thirty dudes who are just sitting on pogs, being like they're coming back. Here they come. This sweet Wolverine Slammer is gonna be worth something. When Here we go. Comes out. I think I read a story in the Examiner uh, like a month or so ago about this family that spent like 50, 50 G's, like fifty large stacks on. Um, on Beanie Babies, and the headline was yeah. "Family Regrets Amount of Money They Spend on Beanie Babies." It's like, <laughs> yeah, no shit, dog. Like that's that seems pretty. I don't think you need that in eighteen point font. Like I think, I think that's pretty. I watched a little video that accompanied that. There's a little documentary uh, that accompanied that, and the dad, who was sort of the the driving force, had this T-shirt on that said "Bankrupted by Beanies." And I think that he probably got it when beanies were popular and he could wear it and other beanie fans would be like, oh, you. And now it's like literal. <laughs> no, 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 guys, listen. Seriously. No, I've been literally I brought, I brought so much beanies. shame to my family. It seems almost accusatory. We've been eating beanie babies. We've been eating the beans that are inside of them. It seems almost accusatory, doesn't it? That like, you can't like fucking blame this on the banking bus. Like somebody... All the banks sold me these predatory Beanie Baby futures. Like, no, you <laughs> dumb shit. Like, the Beanie Baby bubble is busted. Yeah. I can't. I can't deal with Pokemon cards right now. Because I'm going to get this $750 one for Griffin <laughs> for his birthday. What do you do with a $750 Pokemon card after you buy it? Tear it you in j- half. <laughs> and feel more Just powerful. Because you can. <laughs> it's me. It's Jay Z. Come on over to the crib tonight. We're tearing in half. $750 Pokemon card. Everybody that walks in gets to tear in half a rare Pokemon card. We're using some as coasters. We're eating some. I got a I got a hollow foil Jigglypuff I got from from the launch of the first movie back in 2001. We're going to roll a J with it. <laughs> Smoke it. It's going to taste fucking gross because I don't know what they put in hollow foil. I bet like nickel hey, and shit. We're never going to afford the, these cards if we don't get rich. So let's do that. Hey guys, about my hot new podcast that I don't make, but I heard about. It's called. But you are taking over. I'm taking it over. Check out Justin McElroy's Ninjas versus Podcast on iTunes, uh, and and you can go head to arcadecomedytheater.com. This Ninjas versus Podcast is a weekly comedy debate show, and they're performing their first ever live show at the Arcade Ooh. Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh. Uh, Ninjas versus Podcast consists of three friends. Deliberating burning queries like Mumford and Sons versus Sanford and Son, and which is better, great comedic timing or great comedic miming? Mm. Uh, this show is going to be August fifteenth, nine p.m. You're going to have to pay five bucks, and there's free beer. So that's Wait, the, yeah. Admission is five dollars, and there's free beer. Yes. So what this is is an ad from us to you for five dollar beer that you, All can, you drink. can drink. All you can drink. Well, they didn't say die. It could just be like. <clears throat> Like a Dixie cup. You show up and they give you like a Dixie cup of a Pilsner. But that's probably So that's, either way, you're going to be laughing. And that's Maybe the, that's, that's all you can drink, thing. too. Maybe you've had like gastric bypass. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you have a gluten sensitivity. <laughs> become a fan beforehand. Go to uh, Ninjas vs. Podcast on iTunes. And then when you're ready, head over to Arcade Comedy Theater to get some uh, details on the show. And Even if you don't it. like the show, $5 all you can drink. You can listen to a podcast in the background when you get blasted. Well, yeah, why not? I mean, I don't think they appreciate us saying you can drown them out over the sounds of your own gulping. No, because then what you might find is, oh wait, I love this. You'll you'll be too busy guzzling to laugh <laughs> at the jokes. No, I'm sure it's speaking a- of guzzling. Speaking oh. of guzzling, oh god, worst one ever. Speaking of guzzling, extremeface.com is your adult superstore. Ugh. Ugh. You, I don't want to guzzle up the savings. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah, that's what that, it is. Yeah, that's what you meant, Travis. Uh, ExtremeStrains.com is my favorite website for adult toys. I personally uh, want to recommend this to you. Here's here's what I wanted to feature this week. 
the oppressor chastity device. Now, what this does is it hurts your wiener. But uh-huh. here's the other thing. It can also hurt your butt with a little spherical ball okay. uh, that you, I think you sit on it. Mm-hmm. And it can go in your butt and hold your wiener. Yes. Wherever you want to feel unpleasant. One one word to you. That. One word to you, butt sphere. Good luck getting in there. <laughs> good luck. Have nice, have a good time trying. But uh, I think you're going to find it pretty difficult. <laughs> there need, I tell you the item that I, now that I've uh, received some uh, things from extrememachines.com as a uh, in paid spokesperson, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that they need uh, that they don't seem to sell, at least not that I've seen, is Secret Box, which is, these look great when they're on your wiener and in your butt, but they can't always be there. Yeah. So I need them to invest in, like, secret horror compartments that, like, no one can access and no one can know about like where can i hide what if it was what if it was just like camouflage things where it's like this looks like a flower pot but what's that it's your anal beads yeah what what if little little Susie and little and little tim tim are searching around for christmas presents and what did they find the opposite of christmas presents oh what if it's just a box that says vegetables then (laughs) vegetable taxes They sell, they sell a little box with a printed out piece of paper that says vegetable taxes. It's nineteen. Here's the thing is that they're in my house right now, in my home where I live, mm-hmm. there's an there's a foot long plastic dick that's four <laughs> inches around. And I've hidden it as best I can, but let's say this. If anybody comes by my house and they need a tote bag, I hope they don't pick that one. <laughs> or what if there's a fire and later they're cleaning up all of the stuff, the wreckage, and they move, you know, a, a, a burned chair and boom, there's a big unburned dick. Yeah. Oh, Just- by the way, everything sold at Extreme Restraints is completely inflammable. They, <laughs> they should make want it to be. Yeah. They should make airplanes out of them, out of giant plastic dicks. <laughs> Go to ExtremeRestraints.com. Uh, and use the coupon code SEXABUNGA to save 20%. Still going strong. Uh, and th- thank you to them. Thank you, hackers. For, uh, thank you, Snowden, for not leaking our shit. We really, really appreciate it. I'm Cameron Esposito, and I'm the host of Maximum Fun's new podcast, Wham Bam Pow, a sci-fi movie show and action movies also. Did I forget to say action movies? Every week I'll be joined by Mr. Ricky Carmona. And Ms. Rhea Butcher. And we are going to chat about films. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to be hilarious. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. We're going to give reviews. It's going to blow your mind. If you want to listen to the show, you can find it at MaximumFun.org or you can subscribe on iTunes. Can you believe how many things I just listed? So many things. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, uh, I'm, I got, I'm feeling kind of rural right now. Oh, good. Yeah. And you know what that means? It's time for farm wisdom. Farm wisdom. Pick up your pitchfork and fork a pitch. Farm wisdom. Somebody accused you of stealing that shit. Did you see that? Somebody, somebody put you on blast on Twitter. What did I steal it from? One of those uh, Perry, Perry Ellis songs. No, who's the guy who did the baby monkey riding backwards on a pig? Yeah, like all his songs sound like that, but it's my song. I don't think he has one called Farm Wisdom. I mean, no, but like the melody. Music. The melody? You can't claim music and lyrics by Justin McRae on that anymore in the credits of the podcast. I'm, I've been meaning to put credits at the end of the podcast, but now I'm not even going to start. Guys, did Travis, Travis, yeah. Farm Wisdom, hit me. I'm ready. Did you know that farmers feed magnets to their cows in order to prevent or treat hardware disease? Holy shit. Hardware disease is just like it sounds. When a cow eats a piece of hardware, a nail, a screw, a piece of barbed wire, and gets sick, when you feed the cows the magnet, it usually drops into the reticulum compartment of the stomach and attracts any metal the cow ate. When the stomach muscles contract to help move food around, loose metal can puncture through the stomach wall and travel to other areas of the body and have been found puncturing the heart. The magnet helps keep the metal safely in the stomach, and that's from Jess. Okay, wait a minute. Stop. Farmers, that's a pretty smart idea. What's not so smart is calling that a disease. Guys, that's not a disease. (laughs) 
<laughs> they squat. How dumb are you, farmers? I thought you guys were on point. Hard d- diseases are germs. That's not a disease. You swallowed a nail. Yeah. You just call it like hardware oopsie. When I get stabbed, I don't say I have knife items. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Stop come in today. It. I've got a very, very bad case of knife. <laughs> uh, Griffin, I, uh, you want to read this other one? I forget who actually always reads these. Does Travis always read them? Well, let, the Griffin read, let Griffin read the second one. Mountain lions will chase down and murder anything that tries to run away from them. Fuck. If you, try, uh, if you find yourself being stalked by one, stand your ground, maintain eye contact, make as much noise as possible, start masturbating very, very, very <laughs> fast. Mountain lions hate masturbators. They are scared of, they are scared of, they are scared of it. And humans do it. Never turn your back, uh, bend over, or crouch down in any circumstances. All that stuff about masturbation was fake. <laughs> Sorry. Why would you? <laughs> it's a fucking dominant. So it's a fucking a ma- dominant. I see a mountain lion. Okay? Yeah, that's from Jordan, by the way. Thanks, Thanks Jordan. Jordan. I see a mountain lion, mm-hmm. and my reaction is to turn around and bend over. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you want? Is this what you want, mountain lion? You like that hind? Good luck. <laughs> Super fucking tight! <laughs> I wasted like $20 on ExtremeStrace.com trying to find something to go in there. Uh, I also, I feel like this is one of those pieces of advice that's like really great to hear. If I see a mountain lion, what's not going to go through my brain is, now is the time to not run away. Now is the time I'm, to I'm prove, to pr- you got something to prove to this cougar. I am not going to make eye contact with that mountain lion, and I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm going to be running and pooping my pants. No, what you're going to do, Travis, is you're going to start taking your dick out, and you'll be like, wait, which was the real thing? <laughs> ah, fuck. I just doomed Travis. Maybe. Oh, maybe mountain lions really don't like it. <laughs> Another hiker claimed by mountain lion masturbation disease. You could probably, <laughs> you could probably creep a mountain lion out pretty solidly that way. Hey, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Oh, I didn't say stop. My, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah, please. This Yahoo is sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? It's asked by Yahoo Answers User question mark. Another one. Another one claimed. <laughs> um, can a twenty-seven-year-old sign up for high school again? I want to see if I can go back to high school. I have a car and bigger muscles now. So I think I'll be more popular the second time around. And I've, I've always wanted to be prom king. So what do I need to go back to high school? Is, oh this, God. is this buzz marketing for 21 Jump Street? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting my master's in high school. I'm getting my, my post-grad in high school. What you need is a, is a teaching certificate. And then you can go back as a teacher. I guess that's true. Yeah. That's the only way you can go back there and then beat up all the people who are mean to you, I guess. There's no loophole where you can, like... I recognize now, at the age of 26, when I've finished, unless I go back for some some master's program, which doesn't seem likely, like, I've done all the school I'm going to do, Mm -hmm. and it's only now that I realize, like, man, I actually like learning. Like, fuck, I wish I'd paid attention to, like, anything. Yeah. I feel that way, too. Now I'm... Now that I'm older... I'm, like, reading books to teach myself things. I'm, like, trying to teach myself, like, complex subjects that are impossible to teach yourself. And I'm, like, man, if only I had fucking, like, done anything. Like, any amount of work instead of just, like, the requisite shit to get by. Mm-hmm. I think college should be something you get to do in installments. Because that way you really appreciate it. Because as you get older, you, you want to learn. I like learning now. Back then, I hated waking up more. I think that after, like, when you complete your sophomore year, someone should sit you down and be like, are you appreciating this? And you're like, yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not. I'm like, okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, just go off for a while, and uh, when you do appreciate this, we'll welcome you, welcome but that's, you back. But, Trav, you can't put that gene like that. If there's a definition of what adulthood is, it's realizing that you didn't appreciate stuff enough. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you can figure out how to turn back time and do that easy stuff again, because, like, let's be honest, going to college... For all its ups and downs, is a lot easier than having a job. Yeah. So what if? Okay. What if we start giving jobs to twelve-year-olds, and then you work from twelve to twenty-one, and then you get to go back to school. 
What but if? They but the only jobs we give them are college professors. <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> okay. I think your best bet is to procreate. And then you and your child get into a very loud and public fight in front of a gypsy. And they freaky Friday you. <laughs> That's just one of many options you have. And then at the end of the movie, the gypsy's like, you learned your lesson. It's time to switch you back. And it's like, actually, you know, I'm actually cool. like, I'm like pretty cool, actually, as is. That's you know, the like biggest this lie. Second, this is our second big Freaky Friday reference, though. I think we referenced it like 10 episodes ago. Because I think that in reality, every adult wants to be fucking 16 That's again. the greatest lie of all. Because if you're, if you're a kid again, it's like, whoa, okay, I'm going to go on the run now and let my teenager die in my old body. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> I'm Enjoy gonna... taxes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy vegetables and or taxes. <laughs> but don't look in the vegetable taxes box. <laughs> oh, God. That would be the only reason to switch back because you're afraid of your child adult finding your vegetable taxes box. <laughs> All right, Dad, son. It's time. It's April. I really need to e-file. <laughs> Where are they at? Where's the documents? I'm still trying to learn about documents. <laughs> um. Uh, don't do this. Don't go to a high school like you are, as you are now, as a man. You won't. You won't be allowed in. They won't let you in like you are now. You're old, and <laughs> they'll know. They'll know that you that you don't want to do great things there. So don't even, I wouldn't even try. It probably seems like a good idea in the brain. Um, but I'm pretty sure hindsight's going to be 2020 on this particular thing that you want to do that's terrible. Especially when you're on 2020. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what were you thinking? And you're like, you know, in hindsight. This grown man done. tried to wear a Justin Bieber t-shirt and go back to high school. He, what would you do? What would you, but fucking, what if he went four years and made to senior prom and he was in the running <laughs> And then, like, two days before, like, I don't know, some, some kid lost his legs. That it was also in the running, lost his legs in some sort of industrial accident. And this guy's uh-huh. like, fuck! Like, I spent four years for this day. And this, <laughs> this no is the worst day of my and, life. And this yeah. no-leg kid's gonna fucking swoop in at the last second. He probably won't be swooping. Like some sort of legless Tarzan. <laughs> Son of a bitch. On the plus side, <laughs> gotta do it again. Gotta do it again. Everyone start all over in a different town. <laughs> On the plus side, I'm sick at times tables, and my cursive is off the charts. It's fucking insane. <laughs> they don't do cursive actually anymore. I don't think in schools. Nope. They have that. That's why no one writes checks anymore. Yeah, it's state by state actually. I think that's no that's no bullshit. I think it's state by state. I was terrible. I got seat. Why did that have to drag down my my GPA? That I had bad handwriting. Great. I don't think That's that that fair. is. I don't think that factored in. It did. I Justin is a mathematical writing. genius, but he has some trouble with the cursive lowercase z. Two point two. I just, I just don't think that because I was bad at math and writing mm-hmm. and gym. Oh man, was I? I get bad grades in gym. Uh, well, you were. You when you say bad at gym, yeah, you mean you don't. You like weren't so psyched about like having your dick out around other <laughs> kids, right? That's right. I you were supposed to dress out every day, and I didn't want to because I was fat. So what I did was I wore sweatpants to school every day. Phew. That was that was that was playing the short game. That's what they call that. <laughs> that was that was the sh- short game I was playing. Hey, let's answer another question before Isn't I. Isn't that fucked up that your GPA was dependent on your ability to get your dick out around other people? That's kind of <laughs> fucked up, isn't it? Like, hey, hey, McElroy, go take your dick out. In a room full of your peers. Though I, I will say that was the only thing that trained me for any real-life situations in adulthood. Where you had to get your dick out? Mm-hmm. I mean, it trained me in the sense that, like, when I'm an adult now and somebody says, Hey, McElroy, take your dick out. I know now to say, like, no, bad touch. No, no thank you. I'm, Absolutely not. I don't think And I'll... also, I, I'm better at badminton. That's mm-hmm. true. My boyfriend and I wanted to know what is the socially acceptable age group for visiting a petting zoo. We don't have any kids, but he really likes animals. They have reindeer. That's from Zany and Zaftig at the zoo. Don't reindeer give you uh, um, reindeer disease? No, they give you uh, like their 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 horns have oh, fuck. What's it called when your skin falls off? What? Advertising fasciitis? Um, no, like leprosy. Leprosy. Yeah, the Bible shit. Are you telling me reindeer have leprosy on their horns? <laughs> they're just carriers. I don't think it's like a. I don't think it like they're affected by it, or else fucking. Every Christmas tale ever would be like a horrifying Saw-esque experience. 
Um, but yeah, I think they have. I think they give you leprosy if you like touch their 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 antlers are coated in leprosy. So okay, let's assume that the reindeer antlers have been deleprosied and try to answer mm-hmm. the question. I don't think you okay. can. I think it's like a natural ex- excretion. <laughs> I don't think when they're born, somebody comes, the fucking leprosy fairy gives them their only coating of leprosy. Like, what kind of fucking sense does that make, idiot? That's <laughs> Are reindeer, like, moose in that every season, like, their antlers fall off and regrow? I don't think that's real either. That That's true with moose. That's why. Moose that's why they every get, year. That's why they have leprosy. It's what causes their shit to fall off. Oh, it makes their horns fall off. Right. Their antlers, please. That's Sorry, why reindeer Travis. are known as God's funniest joke. <laughs> <laughs> These things are beautiful. I'm gonna put leprosy in them somewhere. <laughs> you know that every animal. Good has luck, a... Santa. You Good bitch. luck, Santa. <laughs> why does God hate Santa so much? Because he's trying to like take over. That's true. Do you think every animal has a place where it gets <laughs> leprosy? Where's your leprosy compartment? Uh, oh God. Um. Ah, uh, yeah, you can't. If it's a regular zoo, mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a petting zoo inside of a regular zoo, and like you're an adult there, I think it's okay because like parents will see you and be like, oh, they're being ironic. Here's the thing. I I think that the answer is as long as you are paired off, there is no problem. If you are by yourself. Uh, that's, yeah, I can That's a completely that. different case. Like, because, here's the thing. Okay, real life experience. Me by myself, like, you know, making faces at a baby, creeps people out. I'm a grown man with a beard and I'm making faces at their children. But if <laughs> Teresa's standing next to me, yeah. it's adorable. Right, right, but isn't that true for literally any situation? Like, anytime you see a dude by himself anywhere, don't you just, yes. like, in- like, instinctually, like, oh, he's fucking creeping on someone. Yeah, <laughs> that but so that's what I'm saying. It's like as long as you're coupled out, you're safe. I think that's part of our fucking. I think it's part of the genetic human experience. I think yeah, that's why we that... seek out partners to like make yeah. it through life. Is so when people see us, they're not instantly skeezed. Now that's a hundred percent true. If I it, that's we we try to talk about. I think we try to tear down gender walls here on my brother, my brother, and me. The one I can't help is that if I see a woman standing by herself, I think. Well, she's probably working or waiting for someone or just relaxing. If I see a guy by himself, I immediately Who's assume. Who's he trying to fuck? Is he trying to fuck me? <laughs> Ooh, I hope not. Is he trying to kill somebody or fuck somebody or steal or, something? Or, yeah, I just assume he's going to punch me. I don't know why, but, like, every time I see just, like, a random dude, I'm like, I'm going to get in a fight well, with do that you, guy. Do you know why? Do you know why? why? It's because that dude, like, speaking from experience, like, whenever I'm out somewhere alone, the only thing I'm thinking about is, man, I hope nobody thinks I'm going to fuck somebody or kill someone. <laughs> And when you do that, you put on a, a, a grimace on your face that just, like, screams, like, here it comes, get ready! I think there is one circumstance in which being coupled out does not protect you from judgment. When's that? And it is, if you are at a children's playground, coupled out, no kids. Then you That's think, an easy fix, though. That's no problem. Just don't All be you there. Got, and this, I was actually going to suggest this for the petting zoo. When you're at the petting zoo, every three minutes or so, just go, Dylan! And then look around. Uh, and don't put to- your fingers in its mouth, Dylan. Della, just like you don't know where he is. Della, oh. get back here. Yeah, don't do that if you're the petting. only two people there, though, with the farmer. <laughs> or if there's like two parents and two kids, and you're like, yeah. Dylan? And if, they're like, I can clearly see. If the law of large Dylan. numbers is not in your favor, then don't. And if that happens, you have to carry out the con and keep screaming <laughs> and just lose your mind and like call the police. If there's and- only one other family there with one kid. They're like, man, their kid is super lost. I haven't seen that kid in like the whole time I've been here. Fuck! How did you do? How did you fuck up this bad? <laughs> I haven't the goat eat him. I haven't seen another kid in like three hours. What have you been fucking doing? Why have you not widened the perimeter of we, your search? Man, so we got super into this goat for like three hours. Oh, we fucked up so bad. What if our kid got leprosy so bad he just dissolved? Ah, oh, fuck. Man. Listen, we didn't find him this week. We'll have to come back next weekend and approximately the same time, pet some more animals. Just hope for the best. Hope you also, how back. much is that vending machine that gives you pellets you can feed the thing? Also, it's just a quarter? That's a really good deal. Do you have some kind of season pass so we can just keep coming back here unrestricted to look for our sweet Dylan? This is the last place he saw us. He'll return here. Oh, we're so exhausted from looking for our Dylan for like three hours. We're just going to pet this goat for a bit. <laughs> 
We're really stressed out. Do you guys have any like treats or anything you could give us? Don't you? We're just really stressed. Don't you fucking judge us for giving up on the search so quickly. <laughs> we're tired. And these Can animals are soft. And these. Let me just touch this goose for a second. I'm just gonna touch it for a second. Can you get off? Sorry, I'm not Miss Perfect. <laughs> sorry, you know where your kids are, okay? <laughs> Dad of the year. What if this same family is there every time you're there, every weekend, and they're like, yeah, sure, yeah. After two years, like, yeah, fucking sure, there's a Dylan. And then on, like, year five, a, a preteen with a stubbly beard comes wandering out of the woods like, Mom, Dad! <laughs> I was in the bathroom! I was in the bathroom for five years. Got a goat in there. I've been living off toilet paper. He taught me, taught me to read. Not like raised by toilet paper. I mean, like he ate it. No, I meant like there's a goat. So you're saying he would become sort of like a Tarzan figure. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing he'd be great at is peeing and watching people pee and not be seen <laughs> watching people pee. This family would eventually put it together like, what if the bathroom monster is Dylan? <laughs> hey, guys. Have you been in the bathroom? Because there's like a totally crazy kid in there. How, you've been here every weekend for five years and you haven't gone to the bathroom? <laughs> we go before. The goats know. The goats know when you have to go and like they don't like it. We should have checked the bathroom though. In retrospect, that was our that fault. That was our fault. It's like the only building here. It's like the only <laughs> building. Now if you go skewer this, we have to try to re-indoctrinate our son into society. Keep him out of the Has bathroom. anyone seen him? Has anyone <laughs> seen ah, him? Ah, shit. God oh, no. damn it. We're going to restart the search, I guess. Let me just go over to the reindeer pen just for like two or three hours more. But then that family catches you in the parking lot paying off the actor you've paid to live in a bathroom for five years and play Dylan. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Still the ghost fishy going on. You know, I like wondered what happened to Zachary Ty Bryant. That's, that's what it's... <laughs> He would make a great Doctor Who now that he's fucking feral. <laughs> now that he's a feral bathroom uh, monster. Hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our, our program. We hope uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, thanks to so many people tweeting about the show. Uh, uh, Faded Glory, our old buddy Rabbit, uh, Mitch Reader, Elizabeth, uh, Brendan Brown, Matt Calder, James Childs, uh, Luther, Mario Peng Panagetti. That looks good. Panagetti? Yeah, sure. Nikki the Rat, Bourbon Ghost. Everybody, thank you so much. I, I sure appreciate you tweeting about the show and sharing it. If you get a chance, tweet a link to our sampler. It's bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM 2013. Um, and if you uh, have a birthday shout out or if you have like a product or your own show or anything you think everyone should listen to, uh, just go to uh, MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron and you could be in the money zone and we'll talk about your shit. Um, ser seriously, everybody, thank you for the warm response to the, um, to the, to the clip show we did last week. I think people seem to enjoy it because a lot of that shit is like apocryphal at this point. Um we may we, do, we the, may the good news is if we do another one the sound quality will be better man seriously did. like how the fuck did anybody start listening like know, it sounded right? so so awful um yeah we I may mean, I'm glad you guys replaced the original Travis yeah he's I sound totally di like I sound like like a hundred times nerdier I don't know what happened mm -hmm. um we may we may do more of those maybe there's going to be a lot of traveling and wedding shit over the next few months so I hope we don't because what started out as a clever plan to save myself from having to uh, work on a new episode turned into like a 10 hour project where I was going through every old episode uh, trying to find something not awful. Yeah. Trying to find something worthwhile. Um, so, so thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I want to remind everybody that this is the last week to help out our buddy Tristan the Marine. Uh, we are working with uh, Operation Supply Drop to uh, bring him and his uh, his his fellow soldiers. His brothers in video, arms and sisters. His brothers in arms, in arms if you will. Uh, some some games and cool stuff. Uh, this is the last week to donate. We really want to make a big push, big showing. Uh, huge thanks to James Bromwell, who's gonna 
ship out uh, a GameCube and and controllers uh, to uh, to to the guys. They they were very much wanting some retro stuff, so we're getting that in their hands. We've got three hundred eighty dollars raised right now from twelve contributors. I know we can do better than that, Bambinos. Yeah, I'd love if we could just like really blow it out. Let's um, blow it and out. Really show some support. If you've been waiting, this is the time. Go to OperationSupplyDrop.com. Look for Modern Era. There's a button on the front page, uh, and and donate to that so we can uh, help those guys out. Um, They're fighting and, for uh, your fucking freedoms, so just I don't want to guilt. Good I don't want to guilt you, but they're fighting for your fucking freedom. So yeah. And there's another donation on there that right now that's beating us by seventy five dollars, and I just want to dominate. I want us to be the greatest. I want generous. I want to create an enormous divide in the military. Yes. Of like, I want those dudes to see what what we did for Tristan and and his pals, and be like, "Fuck!" Like we should have backed that horse. We should have listened to that podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. it looks like we got another one. Uh, DJ Lockhead from uh, it said on the Facebook that he was going to send them a, a GameCube and some controllers and Smash Brothers too. So we're we're going to be hooking those dudes up, uh, and you can you can help out. OperationSupplyDrop.com. Go there right now. This is your last chance and uh, and help. Um, it's very easy and it's awesome. So, um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, which is the song "It's a Departure," which is off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Um, go buy it, buy it on Amazon, then buy it on iTunes, um, and then erase it, and then buy it again. Yeah, just keep keep doing that like every week, and that's your hail mary for the week. Uh, thank you so much, Griffin. I believe you have a last question for us to, sure, to sure. enjoy. Uh, this Yahoo, this final Yahoo, was sent in by Krista Whalen. Thank you, Krista. It's by Yasu, Yasu's Answers. It's by <laughs> Jesus Answers. It's by um, Panit Mahajan, who says, I love Green Day very much. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.